Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Great to have you join us for breakfast with Lily Fu and Ryan Huang. This morning on Mind Your Business, we zoom in on our intergenerational family business series. Now, today's theme is like daughter, like father. So that is in the marble manufacturing industry. And we will be speaking with the father who started selling marble tiles from a small office in 1992 and has since grown his business to a multi-million dollar corporate group. Their clients include the likes of Hilton, Shangri-La, JW Marriott and Christian Dior. And his daughter who grew up learning the ropes of her parents' business from factory supervision and operations to managing new business and clients. At just 29 years old, she has already amassed 20 years of industrial experience earning her the title of the Marble Princess amongst her peers and colleagues. But despite her accomplishments, she isn't one to rest on her laurels, leading her to co-found Recasa Living, a luxury furniture retail brand last June. All right, Marble Princess, I'm looking forward to talking to some marble royalty. So <laughs> let's learn about some of the dynamics in the family business, a journey of a young woman who, young woman who grew up in her uh, so-called father's shadow in the family business and now stepping out on her own as well as the challenges of balancing different generations within a business and now on her own startup as well. First, let's welcome her father, Peter Jo, President and Creative Director of MM Gallery Group. Peter, welcome to the show. Hi, morning. Uh, thank you for having me in the show. All right, and let's welcome his daughter now, Hiri Jiu, Director for MM Gallery and Chief Operating Officer for Recasa Living by Recasa Group. Hilary, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, everyone. All right, let's start with you, Peter. How did you first become involved in the natural stone industry and what motivated you to start your own business? Actually, it was uh, 1992. It's about 31 years ago. I was just coming back from U.S. I used to work as a professional, you know, working nine to five in U.S. and uh, doing something else, though. I was working in the IT world. Then upon coming back here, you know, we are quite uh, remote from the world at that time. So we got not much thing to do with IT. So I got to just try to survive. So I set up a furniture company, factory indeed. Then come my old friend from uh, Canadian school days when we were in the same university and he has, his parent has the quarry of a local marble in the Lampung area, Sumatra, and pushing me to, you know, become his distributor for his Indonesia. I was uh, originally, I rejected them for a couple times because I don't know the business at all. But then he, he, they convinced me that it's not so hard because they are going to back us with their uh, people to start this venture. In the end, I agree. And we there, we start until today. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Peter, is there a meaning behind the name Ricasa? Oh, Ricasa, actually, Hillary's uh, her own idea of trying to set up a company that can combine between uh, Italian furniture and our collection of uh, about four, five hundred, almost five hundred types of different stone. What about MM Gallery? What does MM stand for? 
since we were working with furniture and stone, MM is marble and mubel actually. Mm. Originally, it's a Dutch mix of uh, English and Dutch. The marble is a cause is a marble. Mubel is a Dutch word for furniture. So that's where we started. I combined both of them since I was working with businesses at the same time. Yeah, Peter, so you've built your company from the ground up. Along the way, when do you start to have the idea that maybe Hillary would take over the business? Was that something that always was at the back of your mind? Well, when she finished her schooling in Singapore doing biotech, then she wanted to continue in Canada for another field and she picked uh, business and finance. So I thought, well, maybe she will be suitable to help me to control the business side of the company. And uh, But she has a lot to learn on the production side. It was a, quite a while. 18 graduates, so minus uh, four, 2014. Hillary, from biotech to marbles, how would you describe your working relationship with your dad? Do you get more leeway or maybe the exact opposite? So basically, for my relationship between me and my dad, because we are a family business, so there's there tends to be no border between personal and work life. So we tend to discuss work, I think, about 80% of our time. Uh, even at home. Yes, there is no avoiding it. Even on vacations, it's <laughs> always uh, half work in general. So in fact, I think if you're a family business, you don't get more leeway. You get the opposite because you get more time to spend on each other. Then you'll start criticizing about business decisions. You'll start mm. debating about work. But how do you so balance it, right? Because experience. at some point, you have to figure out where is that line. How do you decide, you know, maybe I need my own space? So after the first couple of years, I decided, okay, I'm just not going to reply to any WhatsApp messages or calls unless it's urgent until after 8 p.m. So that's my borderline nowadays. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy and get burned yeah. out. I think that's a very important lesson that a lot of people can learn, you know, drawing boundaries and lines. So maybe you can paint an example of an incident that maybe both of you disagreed on and how do you resolve it? Uh, actually, just a couple of days ago, we had an argument about a case that we were taking on for a project in Singapore. So we just tried to discuss it you know, amicably and not shout at each other if possible. <laughs> because like it or not, these sort of things get heated and then you'll start shouting at each other. It, does, it affects your father-daughter relationship, which is not a nice thing to have, right? Because you're still family in the end. So we just tried to address it in a professional manner and not, you know, delve into like, oh, why did you do this? It's your fault. No, it's not. It's your, not your fault or something like that, you know. But I, I have a very different viewpoint on this. I think when you are very passionate about something, it doesn't really become work anymore. You know, it's, it's really a, a very big part of your life because you're so passionate about it. And, and in this case, you're very passionate about your business. So, Hilary, can you maybe um, tell us what is it like growing up in the family business? Um, for me, basically, uh, ever since I was born, I was literally in the family business because we used to live in a small office in the 1992, the year of 1992. It was a shop house. So the first floor and second floor was literally, you know, first floor was showroom, second floor was office. Then third floor was our living quarters. So I literally grew up with the company. The company's like mm. an older sister. I'm 29 this year. The company's 31 years. So that's why so, they call you the marble princess. I have a younger brother, actually. <laughs> so I guess you can call him Marble Prince since he's coming in soon to the business. Okay, and you've also co-founded Rikasa Living. Is that something you know, stemming from your desire to do your own thing? Um, sort of, because actually my MM Gallery site, we have actually tried to do something similar about uh, 
12 years ago when we launched our Surabaya showroom in Indonesia in 2013. So, sorry, yeah, that was about 11 years ago. So, um, back then, we didn't have a correct, the correct direction. We, we had great products, but we didn't have people to run marketing and all that. So, it was a good learning experience for me to see it, even though I wasn't actively involved in it, but I just saw my parents trying to do it. And actually, there is a very big opportunity in this sort of uh, market, whereby it's the mid to high-end furniture market in Singapore. Uh, because so far, as what I've seen in Singapore, there's only the low-end furniture companies like Castlery, Hivet, mm. and all these are considered low-end, right? IKEA. And then you have the super high-end ones like uh, from Italy, like Minotti, Flexform, all these are big names. So Ricasa is planning to hit that sweet spot between mid to high-end. So it's still affordable. It's great products that provide great value to the clients. And it's furniture that will last for decades. Peter, as a father, how have you seen your daughter grow and evolve as a leader in the family business? And how do you ensure a smooth transition of leadership between generations? Well, it's a long story, but uh, literally she grew up in this uh, business. We used to bring her when she was still very young to the factory so she liked to play in the factory during uh, Sunday and then uh, we check uh, production. She's running around and so she get used to with the whole business already since young age. And now it's just we have to keep it very professional. So there is like a corridor, okay, working time or outside working time, that's mean family time. So whatever happened in the work is in the work. Mm. And after that, it's just a family still, no matter what. And uh, of course, she has been uh, indirectly involved and in and out of the business, our business environment for so long. So uh, naturally, she should be understanding the business pretty well. She just sometimes need more update and details because of the technology that we keep on uh, updating and uh, collection that we keep on adding to the business. Yeah, Peter, I imagine this might happen in every family business, right? The difference in leadership styles. How do you resolve that? Do you have to you know, train your daughter in a sense like, hey, I've got the experience, you should listen to me. How do you manage that difference in opinions? Uh, do you see that happening a lot as in, in the past few years and how has that evolved? Actually, there is not much to argue except uh, sometimes it's a disruptive situation because of the client that is trying to sometimes really negative, you know, trying to pitch uh, people up against each other. Then the rest is just a, a normal operation. And for especially for the Singapore set, I completely let her make all the decisions, do whatever necessary there because I believe she can handle that. Meanwhile, of over this side, I am really not involved directly in the day-to-day operation already. Here in the headquarters, the mommy is running the show day-to-day, and I, our other office, we have all professional running the operation day-to-day or, also. So I already set up all the corporate structure, so mm. I just watch over it, and I, that's why I, lately I pulled back, become more into the creative side. Yeah, all the structure. So she just need to, you know, follow whatever is a corporate structure and then uh, go through the system naturally. And hopefully take things forward a lot more. Hilary, what are your plans for both businesses moving forward? 
So my plans are, of course, to maintain Nenam Gallery as it is. I'm actually trying to focus more on expanding the market here in Asia and in Middle East because actually we've already been the OEM for a lot of high-end furniture companies in US and Europe for for marble countertops. So I'm trying to hit Asia and Middle East because that seems to be where the money is flowing in nowadays. Especially, um, I see a big growth from China, from the countries surrounding Singapore like Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines. So hopefully we'll have more um, branch offices around in Southeast Asia or even in Middle East. Um, for Ricasa, which is what I'm trying to focus more on now because it's a completely new company. We only launched the showroom in November, so it's only been about six months now. So Ricasa, because we brought in the company due to the great um, Italian brand that it has, Basically, they also used to be OEM factory for a lot of super high-end furniture companies in Italy. That's why we, we have the same mindset. I like the second-generation founder as well because he's very professional and he loves his product. He's passionate about it. He's trying to you know, market it more because when you have great products, you have to market. All right, we're running out of time. We certainly wish you all the very best. Thank you very much, Hilary and Peter, for sharing your journey with us today. We've been speaking with Peter Jio, President and Creative Director, MM Gallery Group, and Hilary Jio, Director, MM Gallery and Chief Operating Officer, Ricasa Living by Ricasa Group. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.